Tom Bernard Show with Doug Sprinthal, Dave Schrader, the very clean Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Cassie Schrader. We'll, we'll be do- right. What? <laughs> Dave was waving. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, I, you know, people watching on video. I want yeah. to know what we think oh, about them. We love them. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> we will be right back. Hour two, Tom Bernard Show. So yeah, I'm not the only one who forgets. No, I was. I just turned my head to look. It's at okay. It. I'm what? ready when you are. What? So I thought I'd continue my uh, advertising theme from the first hour of great cooking recipes. All right. So if you have a smoker and you ever want to learn how to smoke salmon, I will tell you how to do it. Get a pan. It's really simple. Brine it for 90 minutes, half a cup of brown sugar, half a cup of kosher salt. <laughs> Let it dry for 90 minutes, and then throw it in a smoker at 200 for 90 minutes, and that's killer. Smoker. 90, 90, 90. Half a cup of sugar. Mm. Are you? Why are you looking at me? I'm like the outside ordering food guy all the time. <laughs> this is simple yeah. that you could do this. I don't. What kind of? How do you? Do you roll it in big paper when you smoke it? How do you? No. <laughs> Throw it in a smoker. <laughs> no. Two hundred degrees. Stuff it in a pipe. I. I oh God. Cassie is is this helpless at home? <laughs> yeah. No if, it weren't, if it weren't for yeah. HelloFresh, I would know nothing about cooking. Yes. So Helplessness for more cooking tips, Hello, don't friend. go to Walter.com because <laughs> there aren't any on there. But I thought Walter. rather than telling people that we sell cars, hopefully after spending billions of dollars in advertising, they get that. I thought I'd pass along something maybe a little more useful to people that aren't in the market to buy cars. I thought you were going to be cheesy and be like... Take one car and a great deal, and you've got yourself a recipe for <laughs> for long-lasting love. Exactly. Andy, I like your marketing sensibility. That's pretty good. You're gonna do. Think about. You're gonna do the third hour of Walzer commercial. <laughs> we'll just tee you up. Yeah. What the hell? Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt. Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. You've got the best of my love, ladies and gentlemen. Could you say it a little bit more white for me? You've got the best of my love. I can do it like this. You've got the best of my love. Top 40 this week. Do you suppose he talked like that in real life? I doubt it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Haven't you ever heard the audio of him in between recording bits? Oh, it's phenomenal. Oh, my God, that tears me up. Mm -hmm. I love what he's doing. What, did they come off of some uh, upbeat song? And he's like, the next story comes from Jim in Arkansas. Lately, my cat died of a horrible brain tumor. (laughs) Jesus, who brought this up? It's sort of a slow ramp up into full fury. It just starts burning. It just gets madder and madder and madder. You do have to imagine, though, anytime you're around a live mic don't say anything you don't want to get out because it's gonna get out yeah i love those like blooper or in between stuff like Mm -hmm. they had that one of uh bill Mm o'reilly going off oh yeah Yeah. play us out what does that mean that's right i can't i can't breathe there's no words on it (laughs) then there's the shatner sabotage Sabotage. I've never heard that one. No, sabotage. 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 (laughs) And then he's telling the guy, and the guy's like, yeah, I was just wondering if you could, oh, perhaps you can show me how you'd like it done. 
Uh, well, you know, I just said maybe you could do it this way. Oh, is that the way you thought I should do it? Oh, okay, I'll God. do it that way. And then he starts doing, well, no, just go ahead and do it. No, 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 you're the director. I'll do it your way. Oh, and, oh, oh. Have you heard that audio? Oh, yeah. Oh, Did that is so hard. Did he say something like you sickened me or something? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tell me how to do it. It's sickened me. I would like to invite you to take a journey <laughs> with is. me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what you hear. Okay. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. I mean, you can't do better than that. And then some jerk the same one? and tell him how That's to how do it. Um, can there be a little more uh, excitement in the beginning? I think this is a different one. <laughs> no, different that's one. it. But that's just uh, okay. Howard Stern playing the notes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's Howard Stern oh, pretending yeah. he knows how to do commercials. Well, yeah. Now. Come on. Yeah, okay, Howard. Well, Whatever. I just want the... Regular outtake. How hard is that to find? That was it. Why don't just have Dave do it? Well, I I love the fact that in the new um, Star Trek movies, Mm -hmm. they keep when they introduce uh, Chris Pine as as um, young Captain Kirk. Oh right, and he's blowing around in that in the classic car. He's got sabotage playing on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the final movie, when they go to war and they use the audio to kind of send the the lasers into whatever they they needed something archaic so they plugged in the song sabotage so i thought that was a great nod to uh to shatner sabotage i say sabotage i say sabotage sabotage the system yep that's it spock restore the atmosphere he did say sabotage spock sabotage the system yeah there you go yeah he does say sabotage that's very strange then he starts arguing with the director Well, I think he's just repeating this, those, this line over and over to prove that he says sabotage. I wish I knew what to do. Maybe. I don't know what this is. Observations, Mr. Spock. Okay, we have line 193 again with uh, sab- sabotage and uh, sabotage. I don't say sabotage. <laughs> you say sabotage. I say you... sabotage. <laughs> I say sabotage. Oh, my God. You say potato, I say sabotage. <laughs> You know what's really weird? Of the hundred times I've interviewed William Shatner, he's never been difficult. Really? No, no, really. He's the nicest guy in the world to me. And I guess other people cannot stand Maybe him. Maybe he just doesn't like being directed. Yeah, I don't do no, that directing. doesn't sound well with the directing no. on that. Uh, he's going to be in town. I just, uh, my oh, wife's going to take her dad to go see him at the State Theater. He's doing uh, a screening of uh, The Wrath of Khan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh then God, he's going he to do a Q&A. He still to do that stuff. I know. <laughs> You know, I think it's, he should, you know, if they really wanted it, they should do it uh, Mystery Science 3000 style and have him in the oh. front row with a oh, mic ripping oh, yeah. the film. That would be, that funny. be funny. That would be uh, funny. Although yeah, he, he's going to come out and do a Q&A, so my dad's all fangirling about it because he loves Shatner. He wow. pronounces my name Tom, though. Tom. He calls me Tom. Tom, are you going to come? Remember he invited me to come to his house for Christmas one year? Tom, why don't you come out for Christmas, Tom? <laughs> what the hell are you talking You should have said, he's all right, Jewish. Isn't yeah. he? Bring in my family. Yeah, he's a yeah. Jew. Yeah. So you come out for Christmas. <laughs> okay, you're a Jew, but other than that. Yeah, uh... You get there and just nothing's happening. Right. <laughs> you're <going to> sleep. <laughs> well, that's why he wanted to have you out there. There's no plans going out for Chinese in yeah. the film. Exactly. Yeah, we're going bowling. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because nowadays a lot of Chinese places are closed on Christmas. Are they really? True. Yeah. Really? Christmas Why? is like, a, it's a federal holiday, so a lot of places are like mandated to be closed. Not so. the Chinese buffet. No? I've gone Chinese there for the buffet. last couple of years for Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. kind of a Christmas Not since story you've known reference. Me. That was one of the great scenes Now we do Christmas a classic. Story. <laughs> yeah. Where the dogs eat the turkeys. Oh, God. They could never do that today. No way you do that today. So you want to classy now, Lunchables and stuff yes, like that? Yes, we do Lunchables SpaghettiOs with sliced Franks. Oh. I, don't like, I don't like to brag, but I do have a professional chef. I think you know him. Boyardee. Boyardee. <laughs> I'm surprised. That, I'm so sorry that I gave you cooking tips. You clearly yeah. don't need them. Nope. I, I try and do a nice spread for the holidays. Whether She's it's amazing. Thanksgiving oh, yeah. or Christmas yeah. or Easter, ham, turkey, whatever. It's yeah. never she, occurred to me, but people couldn't pronounce the name Boyardee. Chef Boyardi. Chef Boyardi. Mm-hmm. That's how you say it. You can't say Boyardi. What do you mean? What? It's Chef it's, Boyardi. It's every, we Americans say it Boyardi. <laughs> yeah. That's... But it's spelled boy with an No, it's not. No, that's, that's B-O-A-R-D-I. Yeah, they did that because people couldn't pronounce Boyardi, so they changed it to Boyardi. Boyardi, yeah. Oh, 
I did oh, not know. They, there's still a lot of that stuff where people cannot say the name. They can't say people's names. Well, God, there are some names out there. People are like, your name is Joe, J-O, and people are like, yeah. Yah? Your name, is your name Yah? Yo. <laughs> my, my daughter, who you met earlier, yes. her name is Pacey. Mm-hmm. But we spell it P-A-C-I, mm-hmm. which to me, you look Packy. at it and Packy. you think, uh, but she gets yep. Packy, oh, yeah. Patchy, Patchy, Pakai was the one this year. Her teacher goes, Pakai Schrader. Oh my God. Pakai Fawn, they're like Fawn, P-H-A-W-N. They're like Fawn, like the baby deer, Fawn. Fawn? Yeah. Catherine and I were out in Shanhazen. There's a neighborhood there named Fawn Hill. Mm-hmm. We're very happy for her. She has her own neighborhood already. Yep. Get your hands off the ste- steering wheel, Nana. Yeah. That's all I have. <laughs> or, uh, how about Brant? I mean, that's a pretty common Brandit, name, right? Brandit, yeah. People yeah. say Brandit. Brandit. I'm like, Brandit? I have to go, A is in Apple, N is in Nancy, D is right, in But you've got all the letters. Why not use them all, right? Yeah, Brandit. you got all the letters at Brandt. Knife and a knife. I totally understand why people drop the D. Yeah. It's just tedious. It's like, how do you... Think it's branded. How? Right. His name is but branded. you don't. When you don't say it, that's the time they go. Oh, it's not Brent. It's branded. <laughs> yeah. I do that all the time. I, I get my true. guest on, and I'm like, Oh, Catherine Brandit or Catherine Brent. It's branded. Okay. Maybe I should just start calling myself Catherine Brandit. Yeah. Catherine. Pronounce it Catherine like an F instead yeah. of a yeah. T-H. I always know Brandit. what to tell a marketer. Catherine, yeah. Catherine Brandon. <laughs> yeah, My exactly. middle name is Cass Stevens. You know how many times I've been called Cat Stevens? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's Cass Stevens? It's my grandfather's last name. Last name. Yeah. Cass yeah. Stevens. But it's C-A-S-T, not C-A-T. Honey, you're yes, on radio. Yeah. You need to get close to the microphone. You're I'm fading sorry. on us. Yeah, what the hell's the matter with you? She's, on, uh, go. she's on cold meds today, yeah. so she's kind of, you could tell I've she's got the loopy look in her eyes. Oh, my allergies are, yeah, I feel Try terrible like today. Try it like this, Cassie. Oh, I know, but <laughs> oh. the moment I do that, that's when I'm going to sneeze. Do so it like Philip. Oh, put it up here yeah. and talk like this? <laughs> yeah, tell me, let me ask you a question. Yeah, there's other ways to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the L.A. Nick way. That's L.A. Nick right there. Yeah, but my real name, you know, is Winifred. Mm-hmm. And then I have Cass Stevens. So, yeah, it's it was difficult That's where she up. gets the name Cassie from. Oh. Yeah. Oh. From Cass, oh. Cass Stevens. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wondered about that. Yeah, because yeah, my grandfather in the Navy. Shouldn't he be Nick- Cassie then? Huh, Cassie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, um, the T is silent. Yeah. <laughs> my grandfather's nickname in the Navy was Cass. And I, I don't know how my mom got Sissy because her name's Winifred and my grandmother's Winifred, but she goes by Jakey. So I don't know how they got their nicknames. They're from <laughs> the South. Can't you just go with Barbara? Or... <laughs> That's why when I met her, I'm like, when, her name's Cass. She goes, yeah, Cassie Plummer. She checks in. I go, um, I don't say I, I see a Winifred sh- Plummer, and she goes, oh, yeah, that's my name. And I go, I'm not calling you Cassie. When you have an awesome name like Winifred, why <laughs> would you go by Cassie? I didn't know my name was Winifred until I was, like, in first grade. But, and then... <laughs> huh. Well, my parents, they all called me Cassie. I didn't know. No, no, Everyone's... I'm talking about that big boom in the hallway just now. Oh. I was like, what the oh, hell? Oh, yeah, there was, someone but, uh, slammed the door, I think. Yeah, Grassy so... Knoll. I never went by Winnie or Winifred, and they always called me Cassie. But when I met Dave and everything, he's like, I'm calling you Winnie. So it just kind of stuck. I, I answer to anything, really. Mm. But Does he come in and go, Winnie the Pooh? Yes. I know. Very, very rarely. You've called honestly. me Pooh Bear. <laughs> right, but that's usually oh, during, okay. you, know. you know, there's people <laughs> listening. But Not yeah, it's it's weird. Cougar poop bear. Well, in the South, nobody goes by their real name. They all my mom's because they're all on the lamb from the. <laughs> well, they're all you know. My family's all from like North Carolina, Georgia, South mm. Carolina. Virginia. Well, yeah, everyone in North Carolina has a. Uh, so how many scooters do you know? Uh, Scooter. Well, my Bubba. grandfather was yeah. Charles Montgomery. We called him Grandpa Scoot. Yeah. His nickname was Scoot. Uh, I had a, I have a. Cousin Snooky, I had a great aunt Cuda, I had an uncle Shorty. That sounds like a Woody Harrelson bit. Yeah, seriously, it's, it it's nuts. Nobody goes by their real name down there. They all have nicknames, mm-hmm. but they like to carry on family names. But nobody goes by them. It's weird. And yeah. then I have like. Four so we're gonna have a baby daughter. We're gonna name her Winterford, but we're gonna call her Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jamie will work. Something obscure. Yeah. Uh, by, uh, by coincidence, both my grandfathers had the same name. 
Oh, really? A-hole. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I actually wonder if the name Ivanka is more popular now. Do you I suppose wonder. in the past year? I wonder if they have that data yet. Probably. I would. I kind of would be surprised. First off, it's a weird name. Yeah, Ivanka? but people like weird names. Ivanka. Yeah, people really do like do. weird names. I'm a big Nobody fan of weird names. Nobody wants a normal names. name anymore. Like what? Well, my son, I've got Linus, Pacey, Ripley. So, I mean, we've kind of got some original, unique names. Yeah, where did Pacey come from? Uh, the TV show Dawson's Creek. There was a Pacey on there? Yeah, there was a boy. And it was very weird. I, I started watching it uh, at the time with the, the woman I was uh, dating. And the character of Pacey was played by Josh Jackson. Uh, he was just like me in high school. I mean, it was like somebody followed me around and wrote about my weirdness and that character. So I, I just thought it was a cool name. And then when we had a daughter, and I obviously couldn't name her David Jr., I said, what about uh, Pacey, P-A-C-I, instead? And there was, no, you know, you've got Lacey's, Macy's, Tracy's, Stacy's, right, right. But she didn't hear Pacey. And my wife said, yeah, that's fine. See? So we went with Pacey. So, yeah, and then Ripley from the Alien movie. Yep. Ripley from the Alien. Yeah, movie. that's right. Who's Ripley? Ripley. Uh, She's the main Sigourney character. Weaver. Yeah, yeah Sigourney Weaver. Oh, it is. Yeah. That's Ripley. Oh, that's Ellen right. Ripley is her Captain name. Captain Ripley. Yeah, that was so. a good movie. Actually, the first one was a good movie. Oh, yeah, there we so go. Gross. The first one and second one was amazing. You liked Aliens? Yeah, and I, I actually liked. I've liked all four of the movies. The third one is the weakest link for me. The third one was AVP. No, the third one. No, there was Alien. Aliens, aliens, and then there was Alien with the little three, and that was where they were on the prison right. planet. And then the fourth one was Resurrection, where they so, she's kind of a blended version of an alien-human hybrid. So versus Predator is its own thing. That's its, its own part two of the standalone. Alien. It's like prequels. Oh. Yeah, now they've got the new Predator movie coming yep. out this year. Was the prison planet, they had to be inside the, the planet? No, you're thinking of Star Trek. I will never forget this. Tom Gorman and I went to see that Star Trek <laughs> I like how you movie. didn't even start the story. I already knew what you were talking about. <laughs> now you're thinking Star Trek. This is unbelievable. We go to see the Star... What was it called? Star Trek what? I think that might have been Wrath of Khan. Or was no, it? it was the... The cold... The where they're on yeah, a cold... Yeah, that's, I pres- think, Undiscovered Planet or undiscover, uh, Undiscovered Country or something like that. Mm. So One of them. Yeah. They're in the prison inside the globe and... Somebody shot or somebody says, well, why don't people ever escape from this prison? And they said, it's impossible. It's 30 below zero outside. That day in Minnesota, it was 31 below. <laughs> it was colder than the prison planet. We did it. We did an event up at the Palmer House. We did an event up at the Palmer I House. I don't want to go Sox to the Palmer Center. House. And uh, all these people came in from around the United States to do this. And it was like the coldest January we'd had in 20 years. And they're looking out. And people would go out to smoke. And they would, and their lungs would freeze. Oh, yeah. And they came in, and they out, everybody was taking pictures of the bank marquee, and it's negative 28. Wow. And they're like, how can it be allowed to be this cold in any state? the hot water trick? What? I do that. Oh, yeah. When it's year. 25 below, we go out with a coffee cup full of almost boiling water and throw it in the air and it disappears. Oh, yeah. vaporizes? Southern people will stay out there for hours doing this. It's like black magic. What <laughs> 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 kind of voodoo is this? I love that. Yeah. It's like black magic. It was so yes, bad, all of the cars were frozen. Oh. We couldn't start. There was no jumping. Every car was just locked up. That's horrible. That's cold. Yeah. We shall take a break. Be right back. Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down over 77 pounds and have one more round to go to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It is on Monday, August 20th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. That extra baggage melts away really fast. And one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never, ever hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on August 20th. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event. We are hosting a free seller workshop where we are going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. 
Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com. This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast, so hurry and call Chris Lindahl Real Estate today to save your free ticket. So call now, 763-401-SOLD or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations, and to secure your free ticket. Okay, you know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare-bones situation at all. And the best part is it's free. Isn't this a song that... uh, Puff Daddy stole? Puff Daddy stole. Mm -hmm. And now he has to pay 100% of the royalties. I thought, isn't Sting part of the Puff Daddy song? No. He just, he literally just took the song without their permission and rapped over it. So now they own the rights to it because he Oh, well, didn't he performed it. it with uh, Puff Daddy a few times. Did he? Yeah, because it was a song about... I think he did like, later. Who, who was it? Big Money Maker. Biggie, who was it? Biggie. Was it about Biggie's death? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Sting actually came out and performed it with Puff Daddy. Well, yeah, but you see, he didn't use permission, so um, basically... Permission, permission. Well, it went to court, so now every time even P. Diddy or Puff Daddy or whatever... Heck, he goes by now. He goes Every by time, Cassie now. Yeah, he does. But it, <laughs> Cassie May. Um, if it gets played, the Puff Daddy version, Sting gets yep. the uh, money for it. Yep. $50,000. And Sting and needs more money. Yeah, yeah. really. So 2014. Uh, no, but that's an important lesson. Yes. Now that I understand, Ask permission. I don't understand. I don't understand the whole blurred lines thing, Tim or Tom. That's Tim. stupid. Tim, Good yeah, old Tim Barnyard. God. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> Welcome to the Tim <laughs> Barnyard show. What do you think you're my dad? <laughs> I suddenly was taken over by the chucker. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tim. <laughs> but the, now that to me sets a really weird precedent, right? What, the, are you calling me Tim? <laughs> yeah, that I mean, too. That? No, that the. Uh, Blurred lines that yeah. they got Join sued for Dave's for final having... episode on the Tom Bernard podcast. <laughs> but they got sued for having a song in the same vein yeah, as that's Marvin Gaye. Yeah, that's yeah, How that... do you do that? Because why didn't uh, you know? To me, that that song by um, Gosh, all about that bass. What is her name? I'm so. Oh, out of Megan touch. Trainer. Yeah, that song she did had a very Marvin Gaye song, the song about Marvin Gaye. Why didn't she get sued for having a Marvin Gaye-like song? Yeah. Well, tons of songs are almost identical to other songs. It's like, right, But yeah. that wasn't even identical. It was in the same vibe kind of deal. And yeah. they, they sued and won. Yep. Yeah, they did win. How do they you win did. doing that? When I don't know. That's crazy to me. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that. There were only eight notes. A lot of songs got to sound exactly the oh, same. Although oh, yeah. that, what was that band that, Supposedly said that they were the ones that came up with Stairway to Heaven. Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, but that sounds a lot like Stairway. Oh, to that heaven. one is a complete. Their name is started with an R. I can't no, remember. No, Spirit. 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 Yeah. Spirit. No, that's not the one. The guy's name's Randy California. Wrote that. Oh, that's song what I called Targus. I think is Targus. Is that what it's and called? And they went on tour with Zeppelin. Taurus. Warm up. Taurus. That's right. From the band Spirit. Band. Yeah. Which means yeah. bull. Yeah, it that does. was that was a, the, especially that beginning part. That so was the, a the cool part. parts of that story is everybody goes, ah, oh, Zeppelin didn't steal anything, and those guys are just trying to get money. So the, yeah. the guy that was the head of that band, a guy named Randy California, drowned in the I think in the '90s trying to save his stepson. Oh yeah, in the ocean. And Spirit has said that if they win, they're going to take all that money and donate it to musical education for kids in the public schools. So it's, That's wonderful. Is yeah, it, it is still going on, going on, this lawsuit? I think it is. It keeps coming up how, every few years. How? When you hear it, how do you not see that they've blatantly ripped off that song? Of course, if you're Led Zeppelin, you can afford to hire some really yeah. good attorneys. <laughs> right, but how good of an attorney are you that you can... Okay, Blurred Lines was settled in like a year. Yeah, for real. Hey, but Johnny this, this got OJ been stretching off. out well. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. Wow. Yeah, uh, there's that. Yeah. Wait, now this is the Taurus this, version? This is Taurus, yes. I'm assuming it's about to come yes, in. I'd rather it. be a hammer than a nail right there. That's, <laughs> yeah. Gar- that's right Simon there. Garfunkel right They're there. Ripping them off to son of a biscuit. Okay, yeah. Here it comes. Sounds to me like Johnny Rivers... Uh, What's well, the name of that song? That's a fairly common. It is. Yeah, it really is. Riff, but 
It anyway. is, but it continues on and on, and it's yeah. like, it's stairway to. Well, my favorite still is the vanilla ice. No, no, no. Queen is. And mine is. What the hell? How do you think that that's a totally different beat? Totally different. That is one of my favorite albums. Spirit had a very famous record called The Twelve Dreams of Dr. Sardonicus. If you're into classic rock, it's just a wonderful record. I loved that movie, Dr. Sardonicus. There's a guy who is. Never heard of him. A huge grin froze on his face. We had to wear a mask everywhere. I think. Right? Oh, really? Was I Vincent Price? Right. I think it was Vincent Might have been Price. Bit. Yeah, it's called Doctor Sar- or Mister Sardonicus. Is it Doctor Sardonicus or Mister Sardonicus? I think it's Doctor. I think it is, but I'm not sure. But it's it's a pretty cool movie, especially if you're a little kid. What it was apparently is this guy. He was grave robbing. Mister. It's Mister Sardonicus. It okay, and he's grave robbing, and he opens this one casket in a grave, and he sees something, and. It's just the makeup's really good. He looks really odd in that movie. I'll that's 1961. That. Yeah, Mr. Sardonicus. Mr. Sardonicus. I'll have to check that out. Movie. Good movie overall, though. Well, I haven't seen it since I was about nine. <laughs> but still, <laughs> but good memories. Yeah, I remember being scared to death of it when I was nine no, years Vincent old. Vincent Price is not in it. No, I watched, I don't, I don't I watched a movie recently that I saw as a, a eight or nine year old, and it was hysterical. Oh, the the oh, Russians um, are coming. Oh, that was very funny. God, it was funny. The Russians it was funnier coming, the Russians at 50 than it was at 9. And it was funny at 9. Yeah, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. It's uh, Alan, Alden, Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin, yeah. yeah. I loved Alan Arkin. A Russian sub gets uh, runs aground off the coast of Cape Cod, and they wound up taking over this town. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> In about 1966. That's about seven. right. That's about right. Height of the Cold War, and it's really funny. You know, that's one thing about why I like, see, Andy and Catherine do not like horror films, and Alex and I do like them. And I think the reason I like them is because of movies like Mr. Sardonicus and The Abominable Dr. Fibes and all that stuff. I, I love say that. fibs. I say fibs. <laughs> I say that. Now, that was, uh, what's his face? Oh, I've seen that makeup before. What's this? Mr. Sardonicus? Yeah. Well, I don't that's know. creepy. Yeah. Isn't that what, you, we'll can you see it? it? Is it not, well, honey, yeah. well, good face. That it, was creepy. It, <laughs> that is that face creepy face. it is a creepy face when you're Did nine you years old. Like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That nerfed me, honey. Ooh. Isn't that creepy? <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you were nine years old. Well, have you ever seen the, yeah. the, um, the idea for the Joker came like from a movie called The Man Who Laughed or something? That guy looked creepy, too. That was like a silent movie back in the day, you know? I still think that Heath Ledger's, why so serious? Yeah. Good guy. That is That's one of the best now. representations. Although it's no nothing doubt. like the the craziness of the comics. I thought his his scene, that scene where he leans out the window and Gotham is burning and he just he's like breathing in the air and the chaos that he's created yeah. is just yeah. such a, an amazing godfather like moment to me that, that that Nolan caught in that movie. That that movie should have been called The Joker. I loved yeah. I, I also loved the Riddler. Because I loved him so much. Oh, the Gorshin Riddler? Frank Gorshin. I loved Frank Gorshin. Yeah. The only time I ever interviewed him, the man smoked about 15 cigarettes at a time. It was unbelievable. And I didn't know he was listening to the show. I said, we're going to have Frank Gorshin this morning. It's going to be really cool because he looks just like my brother Troy. <laughs> you know, but he, Troy looks more like... like uh, Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak. exactly like him. He comes in, he sits down, and he's smoking a cigarette in Studio B, and he's on the air and goes... I have a question for you. Don't I look just like Tom's brother, Troy? <laughs> he was listening on the way. Great guy. Very, very funny guy. Tim and I saw him. Uh, we went to uh, Treasure Island to see him perform. Oh, yeah. His last deal. And uh, we got to meet him afterwards, and he signed some Batman yeah. memorabilia oh, yeah. for me. Really nice guy. And then I went and saw his um, one-man show about uh, George Burns and Gracie Allen. Oh, right. What an amazing guy. I mean, just an amazing talent. Uh, really I think he was hammered through the roof when we met him at the I end of the so. uh, the comedy show he did where he did all of the, the different... I think you might uh, be right about that. The, the, only was... thing I, the only problem I think he had was he was doing like Richard Burton and people that... The age group was not appropriate for the, for the yeah. uh, imitations he was doing. I could see and that. And he was, he was amazing at it, but the audience was like crickets. And, you know, Tim and I are like, yeah! And then you get that feeling like... Oh, I feel like we seem like we're pandering to him at this yeah. point. But he was great at what he was he doing. Was he's doing all it, yeah. these Yule Brenner, and he how does the scene, and everybody's like, "How was his Errol Flynn?" 
<laughs> right? Yeah, Errol yeah. Flynn. You know, actually, that came up yesterday on the KQ Morning Show. Uh, certain impressions of people. Mm-hmm. And Brittany and Candace had no idea what the hell we were talking about. Yeah. They have no idea who those were. What, what you, that's a good impression? I said, yeah, that's a great impression. <clears throat> well, who is that? I'm like, you don't know who that is? That's brutal. Like, like it's Richard Burton. They don't know who the hell yeah. that is. They I don't have know no who idea Richard who Burton is. Right. You don't know who Richard Burton is either? Mm-mm. I know who Tim Burton is. <laughs> yeah, yes. Very close. Very, very, close. very close. Well, it's funny, too. You, you, you look at the world of collectibles and autographs, right? Yeah. And, you know, I was a big Bogart and Jimmy Cagney fan. Absolutely. And at the, you know, the height of the market, their autographs were selling for seven, eight hundred bucks. Oh, really? Now you can find them for, you know, 50 to 100 bucks because the generation that liked yep. Cagney yep. is gone. Right. So now there's, you know, you get this weird ebb and flow with with popularity and who even knows who most of these celebrities are anymore. Yeah. But I like to try, like, I'll, I'll record off Turner Classic movies and oh, some yeah. of the old oh, yeah. musicals or gangster movies, and then I'll, I'll bring my kids in to watch them so at least they get exposed. I was very, you know, I love every 4th of July we watch uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yeah, Jimmy which is Cagney. phenomenal. And, and my daughters actually sat down and watched it with me, and they're like, wow, that was really good, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, see, amazing what you guys can see when you check out the old movies, even the black and white ones. So the thing I have, is it just that they were overloaded with media now? Is that the problem? Because when I was a kid, I knew who my grandparents loved. Right, but you had three channels to choose from. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's an and, overflow and, of media. And that, and then the fourth channel of Fox kind of came on, yeah. and that blew our minds, right? But you had more choices. Uh, now, yeah, the kids don't need any of the classics because there's no. so much crap being yep. spun at them. But it's my, horrible. I my kid, uh, two of my kids, will sit there and watch Max and Damien will sit on their tablet and watch YouTube. Yep. They don't want to play, but they will watch mm-hmm. videos of other kids playing with toys. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? I know. Those toy what? channels toy. are insanely expensive. Yeah, They're uh, popular. It's I, weird. One time we took Fawn to a pool, and there, all the boys, didn't matter if they were 3, didn't matter if they were 12, 15, whatever, all the boys were sitting around the pool on a chair watching something on their tablet. Watching something, I understand, I like, but watching other kids play. But they're That'd be like the being at the pool watching kids swim. It's that would amazing be weird to me. me. Yeah. Like, yeah, the screen's well, stupid. That's where you need parenting, right? What? That's where you need parenting. <laughs> Not familiar. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> what is we we force the kids to go out on the boat with us about once or twice a month. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's always. Leave the phones in the car, and we're going to go swimming, and we'll be back in three hours. And they bitch a little bit about it, but they always have a blast. But once they're there. Some, yeah. some people don't need to be forced to go on your boat. They just sit around waiting. <laughs> oh, God, oh that's, that's so bad. Right. I would have brought that. that. Yeah. Dress. If I were you. Oh, yeah. God. It's just a, I just on. on the phone. I had my ducky oh, inflatable vest and everything waiting. We'll get you out. I'm Molly Gill. Molly, how are you? You guys. All right. We're fantastic. They're just... We're just talking about how there are so many channels now out there that when when I was a child, we only had the four channels or whatever it was. And so I knew everything about, you know, previous generations and even the generation before that, whereas under 30 now, you don't know anything about your own parents' generation, what what entertainment they enjoyed, because there's just, what are there, 1,100 channels now? I think there are 1,100 of them. Too many. There there are a lot. And then 1,100 channels and nothing on. I mean, seriously. There's nothing ever on. That's how I always feel. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Uh, what we're going to do here is probably talk for about two minutes, Molly, and then we'll take a very quick break and come back and have a 15-minute segment if that works for you. Uh, so I actually have to, unfortunately, my cell phone battery is about to die. Uh, so, well, you want to go, um, ch- can you charge it for about four we, minutes and call us back? I don't have a charger with me. Oh, okay. I forgot it at home today could we make a quick segment is would Abs- that work absolutely so molly i'm gonna turn Thank it over you. to you i well, apologize that's not um, a problem don't worry about it terrible day to forget it no it's okay molly gill ladies and gentlemen famm families against mandatory minimums if she vanishes suddenly we'll know why yes right. <laughs> if you all of a sudden just go away molly will know why you went away um so what's it all about molly so FAM is a nonpartisan organization established uh, about 25 years ago, and we work to abolish mandatory minimum sentences for various crimes. Um, they were A lot of those sentences were created in the 1980s, particularly for drug crimes, uh, some gun possession crimes, and uh, basically they tie the judge's hands and require the same sentence in every kind of case, no matter 
uh, what role the person played or whether there are special facts that should be taken into account. Mm -hmm. And what they've done is they've driven up America's prison population, our prison costs, and um, they haven't actually been proven to reduce crime either. Do you think that's because there's a lot of money to be made by private prisons? Uh, The more inmates, the more money they make? Well, I think that... To some extent, that is true, and to some extent, it's been overstated. I I think that um, private prisons are more of a factor at the state level, for example, than they are at the federal uh, prison level. Um, They're used more in the states. Um, Certainly, they do better when they have more people in prison, and mandatory minimums do help ensure that. Yeah, I suppose that is true. How did you get involved in, in in FAM in the first place? So I actually started off uh, working when I was in law school at the University of Minnesota. Um, I worked in a prosecutor's office for about two years. And uh, that experience uh, really opened my eyes to see that, in fact, there were a lot of people who we were giving these mandatory sentences to. And and I'm sat, sent that, sent that, right sentence. And a lot of other times it didn't make much sense. And I thought, you know, I really want to work on trying to fix uh, some of these problems that I'm seeing in um, American sentencing. So I, you know, found FAM and decided to focus my efforts there. Now, are you still based in Minnesota? No, I'm not. We're uh, in Washington, D.C., but okay, I do yeah. miss Minnesota. You do, really? What do you miss most about it? <laughs> I really loved uh, the people there that I got to meet there, and um, I thought actually Minneapolis is one of the uh, best-kept secrets in the Midwest. Yeah, I could understand that, absolutely. We will uh, keep track of what's going on with FAM, and if we could uh, reschedule, Molly, that'd be great. Yeah, I I apologize so much. I'm sorry. It's not a problem. Molly Gill, ladies and gentlemen, F-A-M-M. We'll talk more about it in the future. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard, here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Live version? No, it's always like that on the song. He didn't start the fire. What do you plan on starting a fire today? Maybe. Great! Great news. We're trapped on the fifth floor because of Cassie. I'm going to with a bunch of six-year-olds. I have to put a fire under their butts to get because we're starting practice today. Oh, my God. Today's the oh, day. football? Yep. Wow, really? Today's the day. Oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. August. Oh, it's time to play football. It is football. August. Yep. It's, it's Summer's weird, winding though, down. Because these sixth graders, man, they're, like, bigger than me. Oh, well, it's crazy. Especially a lot with all of their... people are bigger than you. Yeah, true. <laughs> but I mean, like with all their Thanks gear for saying on, that, they're like huge, and I'm holding bags and trying to, you know, help them do blocks. No, no you stuff. know, Lou Holtz felt. Come on, guys. I love it though. The, boy, the those kids, and I just got my team roster, and a lot of the kids I had on last year, and they're just fun to just teach football. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. Great to watch them grow and learn. What? I just thought of something. I'm sorry, but Lou Holtz. <laughs> like, 
what did I say? I was no, no, no. It was a Lou Holtz reference. No, but yeah, it just—it's really fun just to watch them grow as football players. And so, how did you learn football? I, Which is a really a sexist question, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, I've been watching football yeah, you're since a skirt. I was. I mean, one of my <laughs> earliest memories done. is me sitting in front of the TV with my dad watching the Vikings. Okay. After she made him a sandwich and rubbed his feet, of course. Right. Of yeah. Course. yeah. But um, <laughs> I, Put some more I was coal always a tomboy. I played baseball. I played football with the kids. Um, I couldn't do any of those sports because I was a figure skater, and it's a very okay. expensive yeah. sport. Yeah. They didn't want me getting injured. So, and back then, I don't think girls were allowed to play with boys. Yeah, probably not. In high school, no. they had, like, powder puff football for girls, which was basically, like, flag football. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been interested in football, so I taught myself. I taught hmm. myself the positions, um, you know, routes that people take in offense and, and in defense. So, and I've just, it's just grown from there. And I took the leap and said, I want to coach, and I'm the only female coach in the Rosemount area, and I'm hoping that more moms step up and take that role because I think the kids really enjoy having a a mom-like yeah. figure on their team. That's what they told me. Especially when the, <laughs> I have a couple kids that they're very passionate players, and when something happens, they can kind of go off the deep end. And I'm, I'm really, yeah, you know, they just get riled up, and like if they get a penalty called on them, they fall apart. They start, you know, throwing their helmets down. I mean, they get I'm pretty the rough. Dial it back, yeah, for God's sake. With me, be, there's a couple kids that I'm the only one that can get them centered yeah. again. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I had a one of my friends, her little brother. He kind of was a some sort of special needs kid. I don't know what his deal was, but he was um, a wrestler. He was a really good wrestler. But they would get him so hyper before mm-hmm. he went into a match that it took him like hours and hours to calm down. And they had to bring in like a mom type coach. Huh. Because he would calm down for her, but he wouldn't for guys. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird how they... It is interesting. Yeah, how mm-hmm. the kids react different between a mom figure and a dad figure on the field. Absolutely. You know, I don't know if, if they have, like, this perception of having to play at a certain level for a man versus a woman. Mm-hmm. But I've, you know, there's one, one kid in particular, he's a phenomenal athlete. He plays hockey, he's a football player. But he can get pretty rough, you know. I mean, he's just a passionate football player. And I have to sometimes take him aside or pull him from the game or from practice and set him aside and give him a talking and, you yeah, know, calm, calm, calm him down. I wonder and, if that would work for the NFL. Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe they need their some of those so moms much. with the Campbell soup, you know, the commercials. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they could sit on the sidelines with Campbell soup and say, honey, come say, over no, here. You uh, need to uh, calm down. You didn't have say some- that. <laughs> That's the oh, worst no, impression of a black accent I've ever I know. heard. Yeah. Well, I'm a white guy. What do you want? <laughs> I'm a white guy. I don't know well, if you we, knew that about at me. At least he tried. We, we try <laughs> and teach the kids respect, especially for the other team. You know, yeah. if you sure. know, help the other team. If they're if you tackle them and they're on the ground, help them up. Sure. You know, uh, we try and teach them you know good sportsmanship and all that stuff. So especially at this age, because we don't want to set a precedent. That, right. This is where no. it starts. But she right. doesn't know as the kids are helping him up and going, you like that punk? I'm going to do it again in the <laughs> Probably. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I helped him up, Miss Winnie. Yeah. It's okay. You know what I don't get about football is why don't they have single-use helmets that are they're like crumple zones? Because it worked well for cars, you know. It, it, it absorbs the impact. <laughs> well, but Put how many you'd have them? to have... Two thousand helmets, helmets to play yeah. a game. Well, it's better so than they've you know. Got nothing but money. Yeah, really, and it's better than everyone having brain damage. Well, well that's true. So we have, we've been uh, invent that, Andy. We yeah, have there you to go. go through certification, and we learn tackling techniques that help prevent helmet to helmet contact. Yeah. So um, we really stress on the kids to make sure that their technique on tackling, you know, very minimal contact to the head is our goal. So. Um, yeah. We call it cheek to cheek or eyes eyes to the thighs tackling. So we have to. And if I find a kid, if they're not doing what we're telling, I'll pull them from a game. And like this is dangerous. You cannot yeah. be standing up and tackling and going head first into somebody. No. You just can't do it. So oh, they already did invent a helmet that's you know you get an impact, the crumple zone goes down, and you know you get a new one. But they haven't added it yet probably because it would cost them an additional 0.01 percent of their income well that wouldn't be good 
No question. Do you think the players would be willing to spring for it themselves if it was? Yeah, if I was a football player, I would definitely be like, yeah, give me, uh, give me ten thousand of those. Right. So here's why I started laughing. You said, "What are you laughing at?" You guys mentioned Lou Holtz. Well, in 1985, a year before I started in the KQ Morning Show, uh, and I can't do the impression. I used to be able to just nail Lou Holtz, but I haven't heard him talk in so long. I, I don't even know if I could do it anymore. But <laughs> Wally asked me if I'd come on his show and do my Lou Holtz impression. He said, yeah, that'd be fun. you know." I said, okay, we'll call in. I said, okay. So I call in, and Wally didn't know I was going to do this, but he goes, ladies and gentlemen, we have the head coach of the Gopher football team, Lou Holtz, on the phone. He goes, how you doing? I said, everything's fine. No, Wally, everything's good by me. I tell you, I am sick to death of Minnesota. This place is a dump. It's flyoverland, and I, I'm sick to death, and I can't wait to get out of here. I oh guess the University God. of Minnesota got so many calls going, fire that jerk. He's the worst human being. They actually thought it was Lou Holtz. Oh, yeah, Lou Holtz going to get on, on the funny. phone and say that. Uh-huh. I mean, it got much worse. It got much worse. I should have never come here in the first place. I told my wife. Oh, it was it was terrible. I remember. Yeah, there was a there was a player that didn't want to be here. He was a football player, and he didn't want to be here because there weren't enough discos. Who was that? Do you remember that? Was, that? Uh, that was uh, the little fellow, Darren Nelson. Darren Nelson. Darren I was, Nelson hated me. Yeah. Oh God, did he? He hate did not me. want to be here because there weren't enough discos. Is that how he got the nickname <laughs> Disco Darren? Yep. That's exactly how. I was worried about this goes. I worked exactly. for a company called Peak Performers Network here in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And we, we worked with uh, motivational speakers, Bruce Jenner and Lou Holtz and everything. And we had Lou Holtz coming in one night right. for this deal. And um, we were in the, a bunch of the guys and I were hanging out for lunch and we're in the lunchroom BSing. And one of the guys goes, I'm really pissed. I can't see Lou Holtz tonight. I wanted to see him. So I started doing my bad Lou Holtz impersonation. <laughs> and I start giving a motivational oh, no. talk and I'm like, you just got to pick yourself up and doing the whole deal. Right. And all of a sudden, I feel that sounded like four on my gum. back, right? Ah. And and I turn around, he goes, You did a good job, son. Keep it up. And there it was you Lou go. Holtz had come in with our boss. And I'm like, <laughs> Son of a biscuit. <laughs> and they were all sitting there watching me do Lou Holtz. And they're all like, a Poor Lou. <laughs> right behind you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was he? Uh, foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> I think he was a little bit more boisterous than that. Well, Sloppy uh, mouth Foghorn Leghorn, maybe. I uh, That thing, that whole, did anybody think he was going to stay at the University of Minnesota? I, you've got to be fooling yourself. There was no way he was going to stay here. Not a chance. And this new guy we got, I don't know what the hell that guy's deal is, but... This PJ Fleck, yeah, they got nobody. It's kind of like the Minnesota Twins; they have nobody left oh, on that boy, team. They just sold this farm, didn't they? They did. Well, they're only the most wealthy owners in all of baseball, so why would they spend any money to win? Don't make any sense to they you. Why not make it fun cash. though? Do something. Bring bring yeah, people something. in. You know, bring in people that are in it for the love of the game and do something different. And maybe you know, if you're gonna chop down the. The deal, do the money ball thing and bring Let's in the people Mike, that make sense. Why don't we get Mike Vec to run the Twins for a couple of years? Yeah, there you go. That'd run the awesome. Twins. Step right in. His own dad wouldn't let him run the team in Chicago yeah. after the disco destruction night. His own dad fired him. <laughs> How much damage did Steve Dahl do with that? Oh, I think there was a lot. And we're going to see Steve next uh, Friday. Well, Looking forward right. to it. Steve. Uh, I grew up with Steve, Steve and Gary, phenomenal. Steve Dahl, Gary Meyer in Chicago on the loop. Steve Dahl invented the whole style of radio that I ended up doing, that Paul Castronovo does, that Howard Stern does. Steve Dahl invented all that. It was not Howard. Everybody thinks it was Howard that did it. it was well, not wasn't Howard. it the uh, Imus kind of was the... Yeah, the Imus was great. Imus, I, Imus was kind of the I don't catalyst. know his name is Anus. I'm no. pretty sure it's not Anus. <laughs> Anus in the morning. <laughs> he kind of acts like an anus in the morning. God. Well, sometimes. He, that yeah. career's over now. He retired in March. Disco demolition night. Let's see here. Oh, God. 1979. I like this. Non-fatal injuries between 0 and 30. <laughs> well, some smoke inhalation from Helpful. the toxicity of the records, I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The, Let's uh, see. Uh, while you're looking that up, I'll mention, oh I guess, the, the coroner report on uh, radio legend Art Bell is out. His cause of death Multiple drug uh, intoxication, oxycodone, hydrocodone, diazepam, and carisprodol. I don't know what that is. Uh, significant conditions uh, also dealing with um, COPD and hypertension. So, uh, unfortunately, the 
You know, there was a lot of speculation and question about his death being on a Friday the 13th, right. if, it, if it might have been a self-inflicted or self-imposed death. Right. All four of those are respiratory suppressants, so, so I would say yeah. almost yeah. definitely yeah. yes. That he yeah. killed himself? But yeah. You know what, going through the pain, I know he was going through so much problems with the COPD a year right. ago yeah. when he was in the hospital, people didn't even know if he was going to come out, and then he's had so much problems with his back. Um, that, you know, mm-hmm. I guess you, you get into that place and maybe, you know, you decide to go with dignity and you choose yeah. choose yeah. your path. Yeah, because yeah, that that's is two tough. opiates and two barbiturates. And barbiturates by themselves are known for being kind of dangerous when it comes to, uh, sure. yeah, breathing. Which but, is, uh, yeah, a tragedy. He's, you know, we lost him back in April. Um, well, I guess I would rather go out that way than suffocating to death. Yeah, on slowly COPD. suffocating yeah. to death, and yeah, that's that's a brutal aspect. But you know, he has a brand new baby, and I mean, he's oh, a seventy-some-year-old guy with two oh, very little kids, yeah. and to leave them huge. in this. Yeah, it was. And, was on uh, that show. That show was huge on Coast to Coast. And then he launched uh, Dark yeah. Matter. And then went right. over to Midnight in the Desert, which I'm now the host which of Monday through Friday. Also, which right. I also want to thank you uh, for allowing me to mention the the drive we were doing for Second Harvest Heartland. We ended up hitting our 200 new subscribers. That's so we donated four dollars from every one of the subscriptions. It's 4.99 to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Four dollars for every subscription in the month of July went to Second Harvest Heartland. That's great. And then we had some of our listeners and some of your listeners kicking in. I had Bart L who donated a hundred dollars. Gravity sucks donated. Wiener and Hand donated two hundred dollars. Bart L. Bart L. What did you just say? Wiener and Hand. That's one of that's the screen names they go by. I don't know their real Wiener names. Wiener and Hand. Wiener and Hand donated two hundred dollars. Way to go, Wiener. Wiener, and he's in the chat room right now hey, watching your show. So thank you for uh, your generosity and all of the great people that have been making uh, side donations. And and if people are interested in helping Second Harvest mm-hmm. Heartland, just go to two the number two harvest.org. Every one dollar you donate supplies three meals to a person in need, and it helps people right here in the United That's States. Terrific. So it's a great way to do it. Just uh, go make those donations, and and thank you again, Tom, for, nah, for so giving us that platform player. on the yeah. show. We, uh, Bar La Grassa, the restaurant, don't, kicked in a bunch of gift certificates for, uh, uh, what the hell? I can't even think <laughs> they of They thanked you for the big wiener shout out, yeah, by the, big, the way. <laughs> thank, wiener, wiener in hand, uh, to, to, uh, what the hell? What are you talking about? Oh, the Smile Network. Oh. <laughs> These were donated oh. by Bar La Grassa to Smile Network. It's. Ten fifty dollars oh, certificates. So we like doing auction? that stuff. Yeah, we like do that stuff. Yeah, it was an, an auction. Okay. So uh, Dennis Kudak and I are going to hook up and I'll get those to him. That'll be taken care of. And yeah, I I, I do like all that stuff. It's wonderful. I, it, you know, back in the day when things were a hell of a lot rougher, the people stepped up and helped us, and I'll never forget it. I will never forget how that. I mean, my mother would go to the grocery store and a guy go, eh, "Don't worry, but you have to pay for it." I mean, it was phenomenal. Wow. It was great. Bricks Market did that, and Ennin Brothers Market did it. All, uh, Red Owl, a lot of them did. They would, they'd, on the sly, go, oh, yeah, she's already paid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and <laughs> it now you get dirty. a chance. That's what I've done with, we have a unique perspective with our, our platforms. And we've helped with our show, uh, Darkness Radio, and now with Midnight right. Desert, we've raised right. nearly a million dollars for charities over the right. years. And I just think it's important you just do what you can it to is. keep giving back and, and help out. And I know Walzer does a lot of that, too. Walzer.com. That's right. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. And we don't give any money to Wiener in Hand. I'm right. Just no. <laughs> we only take their money. Thank you. Thank you all for your donations. Thank you very much. That is great. We'll be right back. Hour 3, Tom Bernard Show.